previously on the Omen podcast. For the last couple of weeks, we've been feeling sort of strange chills around the area. Yes, that's us. We're the Ghostbusters. Why are the fences even needed? All I see is pumpkins inside there. Yeah, so uh, we keep the uh, pumpkins behind electric cages. I make a note that later I'd like to drink that water. You see on the table a pair of sort of brass um, biker goggles. Those look like ghost goggles. You see poor Joe in his dungarees fly past you whilst he's sort of screaming, but at the same time he's sort of gurgling, and he just rolls back and forth and then falls over dead on the floor. I'm eating the the pumpkin flesh out of a dead man's throat. Uh, You immediately zone out, uh, because at this moment in time you have a flashback. What will happen next? Let's find out in this episode of Omen. So, we rejoin the group as Koala Jackson has just eaten some pumpkin flesh off of a dead body, and he's gone into a weird flashback. A flashback to his childhood. Ooh. Oh, I have one of those. And you look down, and you see your tiny hands, and in one hand you're holding a little rope. The rope is attached to a uh, skateboard, and on the skateboard there is a painting, a very crude painting, of an alligator. And you... Little Koala Jackson are sitting there poking a little little tiny scorpion with a stick. You've just finished for the day, so so you live in a small sort of like secluded little sort of homestead where uh, your father has been mining. He's, he's, a, he's a prospector uh, and he is walking up to you and he goes, Koala, mate, it's time to go for food. Are you, are you ready? All right, Dad. And I pick up the scorpion and I put it in my pocket. <laughs> you, you walk with him for a while through the scrub and the bush. The ground beneath you is, is very red. It's like that rich ochre kind of color. I get kind of tired carrying the scorpion in my pocket, so I put it in my dad's pocket. <laughs> and he, he, he looks back and he, he, he realizes you've put a scorpion in his pocket. And he goes, oh, oh no, koala, you know you, know you shouldn't be messing with scorpions. They're bad for you. And he picks it up and he deftly like flings it into the bush. Uh, and you're both walking along and, and, and you're happy. I resent him. Okay, maybe you're not so happy in this time of your life. But you're, you're, uh, your life's going pretty well so far as a kid. Because cause you're so far away from like the cities and towns, you don't get that much education. Uh, you are educated via the uh, School of the Air, which is a uh, radio show that is put on in Australia for kids to learn. Uh, teachers like talk over the radio. This is a real thing? This is a real thing, yeah. Ooh. I did my research, yeah. Sean did his research on this one. Both of you are about to get back to the house, and you can see the house on the horizon. You see some large, shadowy figures walking towards the house. Could you please roll for observation, please? I, I rolled a four, which is around what age I must be at the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so you can't, you, you can't make out these people. You don't know who they are, but... They look quite threatening, and and um, dead. They look quite threatening. And, and he looks, he looks at them, and he looks back at you. He swallows, and he's 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 clearly quite distressed at this moment in time. He looks at you, and he goes, "Koala, 
take this. And he uh, pulls out from his pocket this sort of dark obsidian looking crystal. Inside it you can see like flecks of energy as he moves it around and he goes, take this koala. I found it a couple of weeks ago and they've been asking for it. It's really important and they're going to kill for it and I can't see you get killed. Uh, And he puts it in your pocket where you had the scorpion. Ah, Dad, I can't die. I know. You can't die. It wouldn't make sense for the plot. (laughs) But he he looks at you really, really sort of sincerely, like as only a father could look at his son. And he goes, run, son. Run as far as you can and keep that crystal safe. He then pushes you away and he walks towards the people and you turn around and you start to run and you're running through the scrub and you turn back to look and you see your dad walking towards the house and you hear a gunshot followed by another one and then you're back in the room again you're back you're back where you were a couple of minutes ago with joe on the floor how do you feel oh fuck joe oh no oh dad oh no I fall on my knees next to Joe's body and I go like, Daddy, no. So are you going to revert to like the fetal state on the floor? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so Koala is in the fetal position on the floor. Um, and uh, I think that Ma- Martin goes up to him uh, and you look up and you see near the, um, near the uh, fields, near the pumpkin fields behind the cages, because you're wearing the goggles, you see some flickering lights and they sort of flicker around and they dance around for a bit and then they disappear. You notice nearby the corn maze has started to shake, like the, the corn in it is wobbling, like something is starting to come towards you guys. Uh, what are you going to do? Guys, I don't think this is a good time for childhood trauma. Oh, clearly you haven't been in enough childhood trauma, Martin. Uh, there's something coming. Yes, it's my emotions. Annabelle, what are you going to do? I'm going to prepare to shoot whatever it is. Okay, so the corn parts, and in front of you, you see three pumpkins. You see these pumpkins, they are they, they have jack-o'-lantern-style faces on them, uh, and they are right that they have these um, large, sinewy, plant-like tentacles underneath them that flashing and flailing around. Uh, and they are marching towards you, hungry for, like whatever you're made from <laughs> flesh they, they're very very angry right now what are you gonna do i'm gonna say hello you're gonna say hello i'm gonna greet them okay you say hello and they they they, they clearly cannot understand you they cannot be reasoned with this isn't like greg <laughs> this isn't like greg you cannot reason with everything that you come across <laughs> i would like to look up pumpkin monsters or pumpkin golems in the uh, helsing book you quickly flick through your book and you see that these are jack-o'-lanterns oh. uh, they are they have been built specifically to ward against threatening presences like threatening evil presences uh, and clearly, they believe that you are a threatening presence to them. I'm not a bad man. I'm not a bad man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try again. Hello. Do you speak English? I speak American, and I need to speak to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> Please roll for agility, Annabelle. Okay. Okay, so um, so one of the pumpkins jumps up and it lashes at you and causes you two damage. We are actually in a fight now. 
So if you can knock two health off. Is it two health off of uh, what I gave myself when you weren't looking or off my real health? It's off your real health. You don't have 400 health, you have 18 health. <laughs> okay, well, I was hoping you wouldn't notice the 20 I put. Oh no, I'm aware. I can see the I can see a stamina bar above your character sheet in roll twenty, so I know how much health you have. So these pumpkins are coming towards you. Uh, they are angry, and one of th- I want you all to please roll for. Um, can you all roll for agility now? Yes. So, the next person who is going to take a turn is going to be Doctor Martin. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to dive into the nearby pumpkin field and try to disguise myself as a jack-o'-lantern uh you can't do that because there are giant electric fences around them oh yeah so unless you want to jump into an electric fence you know what you know what i will i will uh enable my fighting form and uh, put on the glamour field (laughs) (laughs) okay you you attach the uh metal thing to your head and you shimmer for a couple of seconds and instantly become this octopoidal creature with a, with a slightly humanoid face with bug eyes. Uh, and you are ready to dish out... <laughs> you are ready to dish out eight degrees of pain with your eight arms. Uh, so do you want to attack one? Yes, I want to crush the pumpkins. Okay, could you... Uh, I guess for this you are rolling strength. Could you roll strength for me, please? That's a critical fail. That is a critical fail. So <laughs> you you are still not used to this octopoidal body of yours. Um, so you end up slapping yourself in the face for uh, a couple of damage. You're going to take two damage for this. Oof. Um, now, do remember that you, you are using, because we are doing this before the end of the Paris campaign, you've actually, you've probably gained health back. So you're pretty much on what you were before. Okay, so I'm not taking i'm so confused okay <laughs> yeah it's because you took damage in the paris campaign and we haven't finished the paris campaign yet you guys have got plot armor so so it's fine um unless you die here but i don't think you will but we'll see how it goes these are only pumpkins i'll be really disappointed if you die from pumpkins <laughs> the other jack-o'-lantern uh, has noticed you have turned into this thing which makes you even more of a target now so it's going to come up to you and it goes for you and it is going to vomit a, a bunch of disgusting pumpkin flesh all over you. Me? Yeah, all over you, okay. Dr. Martin. All over Octopus Martin. It throws up all over you and I want you to please roll fragility. I am not very agile. I'm eight agile. He gobs all over you and you are now, unfortunately, blinded by this it is, is martin still wearing goggles at the time he is but they are covered in this gunk now um and they don't really work when he's inside the octopus the octopus mode uh, it is now herbivore's turn what's herbivore going to do i look up at all the pumpkins and considering what i just went through i, I just i'm thinking about family i'm thinking about legacy i'm thinking about that everybody should be together everybody should have a chance to be together, so I pick up the nearest pumpkin monster and I throw it into the electric fence and say, "Go with your family." <laughs> Can you roll for uh, focus, please? Oh, okay. So you pick it up uh, and you throw it, and you manage to you manage to throw it across, but you don't hit. They don't hit the electric fence this time. Um, it rolls across the floor and it's clearly damaged itself a bit, but it gets back up and it goes straight for you. Uh, and this time it's going to try and bite you. It, it it comes at you and its mouth opens wide and it bites you for th- three damage. You get three damage from this herbivore. All right. So can you note that down on your sheet? 
as this happens, I do itch myself. <laughs> You're just itching yourself with one arm, and the other arm is like flailing around with this oh, with this pumpkin on it. Annabelle, it's your turn. Well, they failed to present their manager, so by American law, I can open fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. All right. Uh, so, do you? So you have got how many guns have you got with you? One for each hand. Yeah, I'm gonna get you got one for each hand. That sounds cool. That sounds badass. Agility, please. Ooh. Very nice. Natural twenty. You let off a volley of your pistols, uh, and you reduce two of the pumpkins. The one the ones that aren't on uh, herbivore's arm, you reduce them to a fine paste, uh, and they are now scattered liberally all over the floor. Uh, it is now the other pumpkin's turn again, and it is going to continue to gnaw on uh, Koala's arm. So, Koala, could you please roll agility, please? Alright. Let me roll for agility. Okay, so you managed to shake the um, little pumpkin off of your arm, and this time round, could you please roll for luck? Alright. This one doesn't go into the electric fence either. It rolls to exactly the same position as the other one did. That's very lucky for me, right? Uh, Cause is it? What I would want to do in this scenario is having been seemingly rejected by two different families, I would try really hard to unite them again, and so I'd tackle both of them into the electric fence with me along with them. <laughs> Alright. Um, okay, so you... You tackle both of them. Can you please roll for um, focus, please? Right, okay, so, right, a four. Okay, so you uh, run into both of the pumpkins, uh, and you grab them in your arms, and you run directly into the electric fence. Both of the pumpkins, immediately on contact with the electric fence, explode, um, covering you with gunk, uh, which unfortunately makes you even more... um, What's the word? What's the word for when you're uh, more electrifiable? (laughs) (laughs) Less insulated. You become even less insulated and you hit the fence and the fence shocks you for five damage. I whisper it was worth it as I roll on the floor. You have now defeated all the pumpkins. And Martin, you look over to the uh, electric fences and you can see those lights again. And the lights are dancing back and forth behind the electric fences. Uh, there's quite a lot of them. I can't talk. Because you're an octopus. I thought you could talk as an octopus. I, I can, but I'm bad at it. I'm, I'm, I, I, I was trying to do uh, like a bubbly voice, but it just came out wrong. So you see these you see these lights dancing back and forth, and they're going up into these little boxes above the, uh, above the cages, and they're coming back down. And uh, you see one of them fly past and it hits the fence and it explodes and you see the other ones sort of react in a sort of shocked manner uh, and then they go back into their boxes. I would like to take off this uh, octopus glamour first so that I can uh, communicate properly and uh, I would like to describe what just happened to my my dear friends. So what what did we just say? So Martin just saw uh, these little sort of lights flittering about inside the cages uh, they sometimes come down towards the pumpkins, then they flitter back up towards these little boxes um, at the top of the cages. They're like these suspended boxes. I bet this is what makes the pumpkins be better for spice. Mm, maybe, maybe. That's a, that's a good theory. That's your best theory so far. It's better than my World War II theory. 
Yeah, it's much better than your World War II theory. Not almost the worst thing. I think I still think it was good. <laughs> At that moment, uh, Elias, you see Elias come running across the gravel path towards you guys, and he goes, "What? What the hell are you guys doing? Investigating? Why? Wh- where did you find those? Where did you find those uh, goggles? I had those this entire time. I can vouch for him. He did. Uh, could you please roll for persuade, uh, Martin? That's a three. <laughs> He goes, no, you did not. Those are, I can see those. Those are my dad's glasses. Well, they were in a hidden uh, room, and uh, you know the saying, what's found in a hidden room, you can keep. He uh, disagrees with you. He goes, I want you to hand those over right now. Well, I want you to explain those boxes. He looks at the boxes, and he looks back at you, and he goes, uh, those are... Uh... Those are bees. That's bull, and you know it. He goes, no, no, those, those are those are bees. They're uh, they're for uh, they're for uh, looking after the plants. We found that uh, there's m- more bees means better pumpkins. And he looks over and sees poor Joe dead on the floor, and goes, "Holy crap! What happened to him?" Annabelle, Annabelle, wait, I shoot him. I, no, I don't want to shoot, shoot the boxes. Him. We ain't shooting nobody. Shoot the boxes. Why am I shooting the boxes? That don't make no sense. Them- not bees in them, probably. Um, you see Elias walk over to Joe and like look down at him and goes, Wait a minute. I- is this pumpkin? What the hell is going on? Uh, okay, I know what to do here. Everybody stand back. Oh, no. So, sorry for your loss. I cut off Joe's face and I give it to him. You slice off Joe's face and hand it to uh, Elias. And Elias immediately looks at all of you and then runs for the uh, house and goes I demand to speak to your manager <laughs> uh, and he goes inside and you can hear him like using his old rotary phone what do you want to do? I think I don't think he appreciated the souvenir which I don't understand but he probably shouldn't make that call. Annabelle shoot the phone line shoot something I, I shoot Koala <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you shoot him in his head and okay, it'll be can fine you, can you roll for agility please? <laughs> Ooh. That's a 16 versus 0. <laughs> you shoot Koala in the... Where do you want to shoot him? Foot! I shoot him in the foot. You shoot him in the foot. You shoot him in the foot and it clips off one of his toes. Ah! Uh, and he immediately falls to the floor in pain. You hear Elias call from the door and he goes, your, your, uh, your, your handler wants to talk to you. We're busy. It's not too late to kill him. <laughs> Look, listen, when when did you install the boxes of uh, quote-unquote bees? We installed the boxes of bees uh, back about about six or seven years ago. I knew it! It's exactly when the the thing in the thing was different. Yeah, well, we, we found that putting the uh, bees in the, the uh, enclosures, uh, they... Uh, it, um, Increased our profits because people really liked the uh, the new pumpkins. Oh, I don't know enough about bees to dispute this. No, you don't, and I'm incredibly glad of that fact. <laughs> he he meant he motions to all of you. He goes, look, let's go inside, and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. But but let's just go inside because it is cold out here, uh, and I need to ring the police because uh, we have a dead body here and a man with no face now. But we have the guns. Are you are you threatening me? Annabelle, threaten him, please. We are in America. He also has a gun. I guarantee it. And at that point, he he, he opens his jacket a bit, and you see a Colt on his uh, hip. Never mind. Okay. Is it a gun Colt, or is it a pony Colt? It is a gun Colt. Uh, he doesn't own a pony Colt. But he goes, I, I think we should all go inside. 
because uh, this is uh, getting a little bit out of hand. I'll tell you about getting out of hand. I just got my toe shot off, and I gave you your best friend's face, and you didn't even thank me. Well, I did not ask for my employee's face, uh, and and quite frankly, I didn't want it. Uh, I would prefer us to just get on with this and find out what's going on with this ghost so you guys can leave immediately because you are prying where you do not need to pry. Well, you know what? You don't need to be alive for us to find out what's going on with the ghost, do you? Uh, don't... What? That's definitely a threat, right? That is definite. That is definitely a threat. <laughs> oh, is it? I, I'm, not, I, I'm not sure how, how, how things work in America, how people react to discussing their non-existence. It could just be nihilism. It's a good old Australian nihilism. Uh, no, he, he, he is taking this as a threat. Um, and he draws his gun uh, and he is now holding it. He goes, you should all come inside right now. I start walking. Uh, do you want to join him inside in the nice, like, plush living room? Well, I didn't before, but you said plush, so... I trudge inside. Yeah, I think that Herb sort of limps inside and he <laughs> places himself in the biggest looking couch that there is because he's not looking very good at the minute. Like, his health is kind of low. Uh, so he's just sort of nursing himself a bit. Elias pours you all some drinks and he sits down uh, and he, he's given uh, Herbivore some painkillers. So uh, Herb, could you please roll a D3, please? Three. All right, you get three health back from the painkillers. They're pretty damn good ones. They're Kokoda moles he's got uh, on his private healthcare. Uh, and he sits down and he goes, I suppose... I should probably tell you what I think that the ghost is, what what it wants, what, what, where it's come from. Because I've got some theories, and I wasn't necessarily 100% honest with you guys earlier. No. You don't say. I never suspected that. He sighs, uh, and he puts his two fingers to his uh, the t- like the bridge of his nose and goes, My father came over, he came back from World War II, and uh your daddy you mean my daddy he he was a changed man he was different sorry did he die in world war Two? i just want to check a theory no no he came he came back from world war Two. ah damn it did he come back alive from world war Two? he came back alive and and he was changed he was uh he'd seen such horrible things over there changed into a dead person <laughs> no he was he was 100 percent alive and uh he uh he wanted to do something good for the world, you know? He'd, he'd seen some terrible things over there, and uh, he wanted to, to bring some nature. He wanted to do something good for nature, so he set up this pumpkin factory. And uh, I worked on it as a lad, uh, and uh, I grew up to uh, take over from him. And when he died, the, the profits were starting to ebb away, because there's, there's bigger farms out there that are doing better than we are. Uh, and I needed to do something about it. And I noticed that the pumpkin fields, they were doing really well, but the area around the pumpkin fields was doing well as well. And my dad, he, uh, he'd installed these boxes above the um, pumpkins. And I noticed... The bees. Yeah, the bees. I, I assume they're bees. I, I don't really know. I can't even see them. But I noticed that they were helping the area around the pumpkins more than they were helping the pumpkins themselves. So I installed the electric fences to keep the bees in. Ever since then, the pumpkins got better, and uh, unfortunately, the area around the uh, factory, it sort of decayed a little bit. That, that, that's basically what's happened, and I think maybe, maybe, it's my dad. 
and he's not very happy with me. But if I didn't do this, then the the entire factory would have to shut down. So I, I don't know what to do. Well, how about we ask your dad? Okay, so you, Martin, could you open your uh, Helsin Compendium and search for some keywords for me? I want to look under S for seance. Good choice. Very good. Can everyone give him a round of applause? Well, this is weird. You, <laughs> you look under seance uh, and you uh, find that there is actually like a built-in Ouija board. In the, uh, compl- it's like a little pop-out Ouija board. It's like baby's first Ouija board. Uh, and you place it down. Uh, and I want you to please roll for focus. Okay. I can do this. It's only a 17. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, so you all gather around the Ouija board. Uh, and the uh, air begins to get very cold around you. The glasses, the drinks that he gave you, you notice that like they're actually freezing up uh, and your breath is getting really cold. You can see the breath in front of you. The Ouija board starts to do its thing uh, and you start seeing it spell things out. And you make out after a short period of time, it says, hello. Um, well, what do, you, what do you have to say to your dad? Oh, uh, uh, is this is this my dad? Is is this my papa? And um, the uh, Ouija board spells out yes. Well, I think Ouija boards have a special yes marker. Yes, they do, don't they? Yeah, it goes to the yes marker. Then okay, it goes to the yes marker. Are you disappointed in your son? And it stays on the yes marker. Do you hate him a little bit? Just a little bit. Do you just like resent that you even had him? They took away your dreams. By existing. It moves over to the no marker for that one. I'm sorry that your dad can't be honest with you. <laughs> Do you want to ask any more questions of the ghost? What's uh, what's your favorite Smashing Pumpkins record? It, it just stays on no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clearly, this ma- it just, this is a guy who didn't really know much about like sort of like those kind of bands. Gonna ask it. Uh, are you the one haunting this place? Uh, and it goes back to yes. Why are you haunting us? The little Ouija thingy. The Ouija... Uh, what's it called? Marker? Planchette. It's a planchette. Planchette? Planchette. So the Ouija planchette, it moves across and it spells out the words pumpkin and cage. What do you have to say for yourself, Elias? I, I did this for the for the company. I, I did this to make sure that the factory would stay open. You should You should be able to understand that, Dad. Uh, and it slides to no, and then it slides back down, uh, and you can see it spell F A I R Y. <laughs> fairy? Spells out fairy. I don't think he's happy with your sexual choices. <laughs> I didn't get married, but that's not the reason why. I, I, I don't know what he means. I have no idea. And the Ouija board then spells out the same word again. Oh. It says fairy. Those ain't bees. Those are fairies. Oh, that makes a lot more sense than what I said. Could you all please roll for focus? Okay, so you're, you're pretty good at putting two and two together. So you guys can remember back to when you were in the barn and you remember seeing the uh, man who is clearly Elias's father. He was wearing those goggles and holding a cage with him. Uh, and you can therefore assume that when he was over in Europe, he had some run-ins with fairies. So do you want to ask him any questions about that? 
Did you bring any fairies back with you? It goes straight to yes. How did you do that? It goes down and says cage. That seems self-explanatory. It goes back and says war, pain, fairies, lost, safe. The fairies lost World War Two. Well, they didn't. They didn't even participate in World War Two. That's not what I'm getting from the Ouija board. The Ouija board spells out displaced, fairies, saved. Okay. Oh. I think maybe he just doesn't like that you've caged the fairies. Elias looks down and he goes, "Hang on a minute. So, did did you did you bring the fairies over from Europe and and, and bring them to the farm?" And it goes straight to yes. Did did you bring them over willingly? Were were they willing? And it goes to yes. But but why? And it goes down and it spells out war, displacement, damage, nature. This, that must take a long time to spell all these words. <laughs> it, doesn't actually it doesn't actually take that long because at this point you've noticed that it's actually moving on its own. You guys have taken your hands away from the little widget thing uh, and it is just sliding across the board as quickly as it can. Here's something I've realized today, Elias. Fathers are going to leave you. Your father left you. He's dead now. So fuck dads. You cage those fairies. And we shoot the ghost. Immediately the room gets really, really ice cold and the Ouija board flips over. My book. Oh, I'm fucking ready. Herb is propelled across the room in the in the couch. The couch flies across the room with koala in it against the wall. Um, and it causes you one damage as you hit the wall. Uh, and the room gets very cold. You've angered this spirit and you turn around to hear from outside a very very loud cracking sound what do you want to do this cracking sound is enormous it's ridiculously loud i wipe the blood from my lips and look outside outside you see the cages start to rattle and the electrics on them spark and they they go crazy and the cages rip open and there is a huge mass of tentacle writhing vines and these giant pumpkins and the giant pumpkin that you saw earlier is now basically a makeshift head for a, some some sort of enormous pumpkin golem uh-huh. oh hell yeah hello everyone it's me again sean your dungeon master the person who's in charge of this whole crazy thing we're doing it's been a lot of fun i've really enjoyed doing this particular episode uh writing this one in my spare time was really fun i think it's really paid off uh, and it's been nice to actually get the guys doing combat for the first time i've not tried that yet with ellipsis rpg and i kind of wanted to just come up with my own system for it and i think it works pretty well basically ripping off of um D, D kind of in sort of rolling for agility and then sort of doing battle based on that in this episode i want to specifically thank sophie mallinson and olivia white for sharing the podcast on their twitter olivia specifically because her tweet was then retweeted by the no sleep podcast and we got this massive bump in viewership from that which was really cool i hope you're all having a great halloween next month we're going to be going back to paris the paris campaign will continue kate will be back with us as lavinia trebonius uh i love her character it's really fun i kind of don't want to kill her off i kind of want to see if she can survive uh, the red shirt role specifically aims towards people dying towards the end of their mission but maybe she'll happen to survive i don't know we'll see how the luck of the draw goes 
Like I said in the last episode, we rely on you guys to help spread the podcast. So if you can send a tweet out using hashtag OmenCast or share it on your Facebook or whatever, it would really help us because that's the only way we can grow our audience. And we're not advertising in any other way um, other than me tweeting every single hour of the day. If you can do that, that would be great. Thank you so much. Go back to the episode now. Enjoy it. Find out the conclusion to this crazy pumpkin puzzle. And I will see you next week for when those guys go into the Paris catacombs and chase that vampire. See you later. Controls for the electric fence, Elias. Elias looks around and goes, uh, they're, they're out there at the minute, uh, but it, it looks like he's destroyed the fence. Oh. This golem creature reels back in the moonlight and lets out this horrible, horrific roar, and it belches out this gl- these globs of um, pumpkin flesh everywhere, uh, and it starts to make its way towards the house. Martin, you look out with your goggles on, and you can see thousands of these tiny little dots of light flying around in a sort of tornado-like pattern around the golem. You can tell that these fairies that have been trapped inside these cages for seven years are very, very angry. They are they they want revenge against Elias for putting them in these cages. Well, um I guys, I think we have to go. The fairies are gonna kill Elias. Um Annabelle, how do you feel about killing a dad? Well, I think uh we handled what we need to handle here, uh and the car is still still open, right? Uh so you look towards the car and the golem like slams its horrific vines down on it and crushes the car immediately uh, and the your phone rings in your pocket Annabelle uh, answer it uh, you hear on the other side of the phone the telltale voice of Dr. Smedley and he goes uh, what, what, what's going on we've noticed a massive like influx of uh, formic energy at your location what's happening well uh, this man's daddy is a fairy lover and uh, his son can't accept that hang on a second I thought that I thought this was a simple ghost what's going on explain please American soldier stole stole fairies from across the pond and uh, well they're angry they're uh, putting it lightly, they're they're angry. Why are they angry? I mean, lots of fairies were moved across to America after the war. What? Why? why what's what, what's happened to them? There's some cages and some bullshit. I saw my dad again, and I got my foot shot off. So now we're gonna kill Elias's dad. Bye. It wasn't your entire foot. It was just. It was just a toe. You're fine. It was a significant it's what, portion. It's, it's what you get for yelling at someone holding a gun. It's a fundamental piece of a foot. What the hell is going on? I'm so confused. Smedley! Smedley! Airstrike! Airstrike? Everything's fine. Can you send us a car? Can, can you send Greg? Send, please send, send Greg. Gre- I, know, I know he's not allowed. Please, please send Greg. We need Greg. I I, I told you he wasn't on. Fine, fine. All right, okay. He'll be there in the next, like, f- ten minutes. It takes him a while. I'll get him. I'll get him there as quickly as I can. And at that moment, a giant vine crashes through the building in front of you. Can you all please roll for agility? 
Um, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can I roll for agility with the proviso? I'd like to jump on the vine. Okay, you, so... so um. Yeah, you can roll for agility, but you rolled a minus one, and Annabelle rolled a one. Natural fails for both of them. So they both get hit by this tent, this uh, this vine as it hits them, uh, and they're going to get hit for three damage each. Um, but Herbivore manages to like climb onto the vine as he gets hit. It takes the wind out of him, but he's on top of it. Uh, Martin manages to uh, run past it. Can you all please roll for agility again so I can work out who's going to go first in this battle? Annabelle, um, what are you going to do? This 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 uh, giant pumpkin golem is coming towards you guys. It is writhing. You can see all these pumpkins inside with faces just warping. It's like a it's like a horrific beast made from all these different pumpkins and stuff, and they're belching out this gunk everywhere. How far away is the barn and the silo on the barn from the building we're in? Not far at all. It's a couple of meters away. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to jump across to the barn. Okay, so okay, well, we'll say you run out of the door, uh, and you run across. Unless you're trying to get onto the roof of the barn. Trying to get onto the roof of the barn. Okay, so you run out. You get out of the window, uh, and you uh, climb up onto the roof. And you uh, can you please roll for agility? Oh. So you jump towards the barn, and you slip, and you fall, and you land on the ground. Uh, could you please roll luck? You uh, only take one damage when you hit the ground. You manage to look. You manage to look out a little bit, and you only hit like um. You only, you land on your feet quite naturally, uh, and you're gonna. You're now in front of the barn, and the creature is still sort of wailing on the house right now. Uh, it is now um, the creature's turn, and it is going to take a swipe at Doctor Benson. So a giant vine comes swinging towards Doctor Benson. Can you please roll for agility? Yes, that's a ten. It catches you um, and knocks the wind out of you and gets you for two damage. Ow. Uh, and another head on the creature then vomits up more of this gunk at you. Uh, so could you please roll again for agility? Wow, that's a lot of rolling for agility. 14. Yeah, you managed to escape the gunk. It lands all over your shoes, uh, which is not pleasant. I paid a lot of money for these shoes. Yeah, uh, what are they? Are they uh, Doc Martens? No... That would be too appropriate. Are they Doc Martens? Doc Martens. <laughs> uh, fine, they're Doc Martens. Doc Martens. Yes, that's canon now. Great. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the creature is now roaring back. Uh, Turbivore's turn. What is Turbivore doing? He's on top of this big, thick vine at the minute. What are you going to do? Did it draw the vine back into its body? Uh, it has drawn the vine upwards towards its head, uh, and it's looking at you. How big was the hole I made in its head? Uh, the hole in its head is 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 reasonably large. You could get through it if you are lucky. Alright. So, I don't want to call out this battle cry until, like, it, unless this goes well, because otherwise it's going to be really embarrassing. <laughs> so, I want to dive straight for that hole to land inside the head. Okay, uh, can you roll for, um, oh god, what should this be? Agility, I guess, for this one. Is that lots of agility going on right agility now? Agility and luck? So much agility. Uh, yeah, agi- do agility and luck, and you'll pick the best of the two. Okay, you roll 14. Uh, so yeah, you managed to jump through into the hole. What are you going to yell? You know what? I've had a hell of a day, and I'm thirsty for daddy, and I drink up the water inside the pumpkin head. Oh no. You drink the moldy water. Uh, could you please roll for uh, luck? 
you now have tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have you have quite a nasty case of tetanus at the minute. Have, have I weakened the monster at all? Have I affected it? No, no, you're just inside its head now. Uh, and it is going to, um, at this point, you, you feel the vines underneath you start to, like, grab your feet. Uh, and they are holding you now. Uh, you are sort of being grabbed by the feet uh, inside this uh, creature's head. Uh, what are you going to do, Annabelle? Can I, can I shout something out to Annabelle just as a way of warning? Yep, go on. Sure, why not? The head's empty and now I have tetanus. Don't shoot the head. I know that's totally against everything you've been taught in America, but don't shoot the head. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to shoot the head. Please roll for um, agility again. Dang. Natural 20. Okay, so you you take out both your guns and you start shooting at the head. Um, and the head then basically rolls back off of the um, creature. You've damaged it quite badly. Like a, lot of the, a lot of the tendrils holding on the head have, like split open and they're gushing out this uh like chlorophyll everywhere and you can see now on top of the on top of this golem is herb <laughs> sort of wobbling back and forth trying to stay upright as these as these vines are grabbing onto his legs so now this is basically like a it looks like herb is piloting this thing but he's actually got no control over it whatsoever <laughs> so it's now the creature's turn again and the creature has seen annabelle and it's going to start. It, it, it gives up its assault on the house, uh, and um, it starts to march towards you. Uh, and it's going to swing towards you. Uh, it's going to try and smack you. Uh, what are you going to do? Can you? What do you want to do to try and avoid this? What's the Greg timer at? The Greg timer. <laughs> it's like an egg timer. <laughs> uh, the Greg. I'm not going to tell you what the Greg timer is at yet. I'm gonna try to dodge and jump on top of the silo. Okay, so I'll, I'll say that you're in inside the barn. Uh, and you climb up the ladder in there. As you go in, you climb up the ladder and one of the tendrils smacks through the base of the barn and it almost hits you, but you are lucky and you get past it and you climb up the ladder and onto the roof of the barn. Uh, and now you're up there. Uh, and so now it is um, it is uh, Martin's turn again. Uh, are there any cars in the car park? Uh, yes, there are a few cars in the car park. I will run for the car park and I will find a car that has still has the key inside it because this is the countryside. I'm sure at least one of them will be unlocked. Okay, so uh, you um, go into the car park and you look around and you try and find a car that is working and uh, has a key in it, but you can't see one. Could you roll for observation, please? Yes. That's an 18! So you look across in the nearby field and you see a combine harvester. Oh, <laughs> hells yes! So you run over to the combine harvester and this one is lucky because you see the key is inside uh, and you uh, turn the key and the um, combine harvester starts to work. Pedal to the metal, which isn't very fast because it's a combine harvester. Yes, the combine harvester is now chugging slowly towards the battle. We now go back to herbivore who is on top of the creature uh, and the creature is writhing back and forth the grabbing of the tentacles they press into your toe oh you bastards so it's going to cause you one point of damage from the pain what are you going to do i'm looking at the symptoms of tetanus first of all <laughs> and um it's apparently according to mayoclinic.org a serious bacterial disease that affects your nervous system leading to painful muscle contractions particularly of your jaw and neck muscles Tetanus can interfere with your ability to breathe and can threaten your life. 
tennis is commonly known as lockjaw. Yep. That said, I don't I'm, think it takes effect within I, like five seconds. So. Well, here's the thing: it's it's magical. Yeah. Okay. And knowing the things I've done, so knowing some of the things that I've gone through, I'm pretty sure I've had tetanus before. I can feel it working its way up into my jaw, and I'm just really pissed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at for can I roll for observation and see anything that sort of looks like vital or that would really hurt it in my vicinity? I mean, this was its head, so there must be something. You don't notice anything, but you you know you you, you have another flashback, um, and you remember having fought a golem in the past. Uh, that they tend to have like a core uh, deep inside them. Uh, and that tends to be the way that you could defeat them. So I can feel the tetanus working its way up from my abdominal region up, let's say. Okay. And other signs and symptoms include fever, sweating, elevated blood pressure. I, there's just blood beating in my ears. So <laughs> I need to get down to the core as soon as possible. I'm not thinking straight yep so in preparation for the thing that will make my jaws like iron i bite down on something as soon as i can and i pull up with all of my strength to try to rip a compartment down into the core right okay please roll for strength this is my jaw strength by the way so Oh, hells yes. Nice. So you uh, rip a massive... You, you, you grab one of the vines in your teeth and you, with the power of your lockjaw, you rip the uh, the vine apart uh, and uh, it, 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 it bleeds everywhere. Like the, the horrible chlorophyll blood goes all over your face and you dive down into the golem. So you're now inside the golem. And with my teeth still really locked up, I say, Tetan this! <laughs> Uh, so, uh, at this point, um, the creature is still trying to get at you guys. So, um, it is going to, it starts to move to, like, it hears the sound of the combine harvester. So it turns around and it starts to move towards the combine harvester. You can tell that it's pretty angry right now and it's not really feeling very great. Out comes Elias from the, uh, building nearby and he pulls out his colt and starts shooting at it. And as he shoots it, uh, he starts cutting some holes in the bottom and out pour a bunch more pumpkins. These pumpkins start to run towards him and also run towards Annabelle. Annabelle, what do you want to do? I'm just going to open fire on all of them, I suppose. Seems in character. Uh, so you are shooting them, but you're missing a lot of the time. Uh, you manage to hit one of them and you blow it up, but there are three more coming towards you. They're getting closer and closer. Um, it looks like this might be the end game with that many uh, pumpkins around you. Uh, Dr. Martin, you have now reached the area. Could you please roll for focus? Yeah. Yes, I got a critical hit! 24, wow, 24, Jesus Christ. Um, so you barrel through and you, you destroy um, all the pumpkins in front of Annabelle. Uh, you're listening to um, I've Got a Brand New Combine Harvester by the Wurgles. I was going to sing that! I've got a brand new Combine Harvester. And you go straight through them and you blitz them. You make, you make a fine pulp of all these pumpkins and you then manage to somehow do a like Tokyo Drift style drift with this Combine Harvester. 
you spin around over the gravel and go straight into the um, golem, uh, and the golem screams as you are plowing through um, its legs. Uh, herbivore, what are you doing right now? What do I see inside the, the core? You see lots and lots of thrashing tentacles, but in the middle you see a glowing sort of orb. Does does it look vaguely dad-shaped? Can I project some of my tra- my recent unearthed trauma onto it? Um, roll for creativity. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just like looking for like a, a lick of hair or like something I can interpret. Yep, roll for creativity. You you can't see anything dad-shaped in this thing. It is it is impossibly bright. It is very warm. It is the combined efforts of thousands of fairies to keep this creature alive. Uh, can I do one more observation roll to see if there's anything, like, significant in here? You you, you see that the entire core is surrounded by these really quite sharp uh, spikes, like um, thorns. There are thorns everywhere. What do you want to do? Hey, you. Yes? What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna imagine that was a voice in my head. Like, because... Space Jam lyrics. What do you want to do? <laughs> so, hey you, what you want to do? Hey you, what you want to do? Party people in the house, let's go. It's your boy Jay Skeed. I so pass that thing and watch me flex. So I want to grab that orb in my arms and just squeeze it to death. Just crush it. Okay, could you please roll for strength? Okay, so you grab this orb and it is searing hot um, and it begins to blister your arms as you are holding this. Do you want to continue doing this? I look down at it. Like it your your arms are like blistering at the minute. It is burning hot. I gotta let you go, Dad. I let go of the orb. I sort of fall down. Take uh, two damage from that. At that moment, you hear the, the telltale roar and flapping of stone wings um, as Greg flies down to help you guys. Greg comes in and he lands with a thud and he piles in on the opposite side to the Combine Harvester uh, and he starts to smash against the Golem. And the Combine Harvester and the uh, Gargoyle's combined strength start to crush this thing from the ground up. Herb, could you please roll for luck? Yes, I can. Ooh, you slide out of the side of the Golem as it starts to decay. Is there any way I can fight that? Uh, agility. No, there isn't. Uh, so you go down and you are you land in such a way that um, Greg accidentally smacks you, uh, and you roll back and your hand gets hit by the combine harvester, uh, and that's going to hurt you for um, two more damage. Uh, so you are now you're, you're you're quite low on health, so you are now on the floor. These uh, fairies are now flying around everywhere, and the um, orb starts to decay and flicker and break away uh, and the fairies fly off into the sky because they have been released from their uh, prisons the golem just sort of melts away on the floor and you see Elias standing there uh, and he looks around and goes what am I going to do now Th- those those fairies I thought they were bees but those fairies they're they were the only things keeping this place going. What are you going to do? What are all the white girls in the world going to do? He, he's standing there looking really sad for a second, but Martin, you, you with the goggles on, yeah, you see a single fairy come back down and stand in front of Elias. Um, I give Elias the goggles. Before you give Elias the goggles, you get a good look at this thing, and it's like a, it's like a small humanoid creature. It's very, very sort of small, very effeminate. It has wings, uh, and it looks at you, and it nods. 
uh, and it looks back at Elias, and it's not—it doesn't look very happy. But um, Elias takes the goggles from you, and it we- he wears them, and he is t- astounded by this thing in front of him, and he, he goes, I-, "I had I had no idea that you were that you you were you were fairies. This is crazy. I, I- I'm so sorry." And um, the fairy looks at him, and it puts its hands on its hips, kind of judgingly, and it then flitters off into the um, pumpkin patch. He can see that a couple of the fairies are sticking around. This is, after all, their home. They were brought here by his father because their home in Europe was destroyed by the war um, and they needed somewhere to go. And his father had brought them here specifically so they could have a better life. Uh, And they then go back to tending the pumpkins. And Elias thanks all of you. Uh, and he sends you on your way. And because your car was crushed, he gives you his nice fancy sedan. And you all drive off as the moon starts to fade away and the sunrise comes up over this area. And Greg sort of bounds along next to you. And I play I've got a great big combine harvester on the radio. Perfect. Excellent. Can I, can I whisper something to, to Martin as we drive off? Fuck's <laughs> sake, yes, you can. Martin? What is it? I'm in a really bad way. Yeah, I can um, see that. You're gonna be okay, buddy. Got my toe shot off. I've got tetanus, and now I think I don't think I'll be able to use his hand again. Um, you didn't bring any faces this time, did you? That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to know, Martin? I'm pretty sure I don't want to know. I got one good thing out of this aside from my memories, Martin. And I want to tell you about it. Uh-huh. I With turn up my... the volume on the radio. <laughs> I managed to steal back Joe's face! <laughs> and on that bombshell... That's the end of the Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, thank you all for playing. I hope you enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was, was interesting. Great. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so, uh, Greg has plot armor now. Yeah. Uh, annoyingly, yeah, I was going to kill him off. Oh, you I was bastards. Gonna I was going to kill him off, but uh, annoyingly, you guys have saved him for this one time. But I will use him for emotional manipulation at some point. Greg is a precious boy. Don't you dare hurt him. <laughs> Sam, find a, a reason to call on Greg in every mission just so that he stays alive. I feel like that's going to like backfire. Like It only works for this one because of time and how Sean doesn't want time travel. Just get him a job in the accounting department and he'll be okay. The Omen Podcast is powered by Ellipsis RPG, the accessible donationware rule set. Now available on itch.io.
If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You can tweet to us at the hashtag OmenCast, that's O-M-E-N cast, and who knows, you might get a special mention in one of the episodes from us. Thank you for listening, and remember, stay vigilant. You never know what's out there.